We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. The baseball season is go, go, go. It's nonstop, relentless for every night, six straight months, and then hopefully another month in October. You also have work, friends, family, and a million other things going on. That's when you reach for a Coors Light. It's made to chill. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. I mean, the mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. Is there anything better than opening up your refrigerator after a long day Seeing that icy cold Coors Light can or bottle in your fridge, the answer is no, there's nothing better. That's why when it's time to chill, you choose Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So that's why when you want to hit reset, reach for a beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. We are breaking down all aspects of Yankee baseball. This is the Bronx Pinstripe Show with your hosts, Andrew Rotondi and Scott Reinen. Let's go. Morning, New York. Yankee fans, what is going on? Thank you for listening. This is the Bronx Pinstripe Show, number 20. We have made it to 20. And my regular colleague and co-host Andrew Rotondi is still in Europe and probably having the time of his life, probably drinking a little too much, visiting a lot of cities, having a good time. We'll see what he's doing, but uh, he'll be back next week. So this week we have uh, Mr. Rich Kaufman, who is our editor and also writer at Bronx Pinstripes, who's joining us. Rich, how's it going? Good, Scott. How you doing? Good, good. And also joining us for the very first time is Mr. RJ Lubier. RJ, what's going on? Not much. How's it going, Scott? Good, good, good. So, RJ, you're, this is the first time you've been on, so uh, why don't you kind of introduce yourself, man? Let's uh, let's talk about how we first you know, got in contact, I guess, and when you started writing on the site. Yeah, I've been with the site for a little over two years. I followed you guys on Twitter first. Just You guys were breaking all kinds of news and writing good articles. So I was like, oh, check these guys out. And then you sent out a tweet looking for another writer. 
and I decided why not. I like it. So uh, I'm doing right now. I do the um, game previews for every game, and just started doing history articles like on this day in history. Very good. It seems like everybody likes to kind of reminisce and go back and uh, check out the uh, prestigious history of the New York Yankees. So yeah, back in the good old days. That's right. <laughs> Not to say that today isn't a good day. Well, today, today was. Yeah, today wasn't. But, today yeah. wasn't. We record this on Sundays, <laughs> as most of the people who listen know. But um, yeah, I mean, it's been a been a good few days. Hopefully, this doesn't start another streak on the on the wrong side of the uh, of the pendulum. But um, no, nah, thanks. I uh, appreciate you guys joining me. So. You know, just kind of this weekend has been uh, for me. It's been kind of a whirlwind. Uh, I was I was up at at, um, at the stadium on Saturday. I had my uh, my little sister graduated high school on Thursday. I've been kind of all over the place, um, driving all over the place. So lots of travel. But Saturday at the stadium was was friggin' awesome. Uh, it was a really good uh, really good day at the stadium. It was a long day. Got a little bit of mist, not too much rain, which hopefully, uh, thank, thankfully, Mother Nature kind of backed off a little bit, which was good. So, what about you guys, you guys doing get into anything, uh, get into any trouble this weekend? Uh, I was in Atlanta uh, for a wedding. My uh, my best friend got married, um, and I was I was I was a groomsman actually in the wedding. So, congrats! Want to give a shout out uh, to Tyler and Caroline. Uh, congratulations! Um, but yeah, it was it was really hot. Uh, in Atlanta, it was about 100 degrees. Ooh. Yeah, so wearing a suit. That's, uh, not, that's not a dry heat either. Yeah. That everybody talks no, about. No, oh my, so nice. no, no. It's like a sauna. But <laughs> that's uh, brutal. Yeah, so I got back Sunday night, and uh, here we are. Nice, RJ. Anything? Uh, anything good? I actually did something really manly. I saw the new Pixar movie, Inside oh, Out. All right. Yeah, it was actually pretty good. It's, it's, I'm, I'm just saying, it's not it's not for the kids. These Pixar movies. <laughs> no, they're not. There's, there's, yeah. They have a lot of adult humor, and it's a lot yeah. of like witty humor that you need to get. Yeah, it was it was actually good. I the, recommend it. The kids see a bunch of cartoon characters running around, and, exactly. and the parents get the jokes. So yeah. it's perfect. <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah. No, I like it. Cool. Well, you know, let's uh, let, let's start getting into uh, some Yankee baseball. We had a uh, kind of an up and down week, I'd say, with. You know, obviously, Old Timers Day on Saturday was a real big highlight. Um, a Rod got three three thousand on Friday night, which was uh, a really uh, a great scene at the stadium as well. So, um, first, let's let's do a little bit of uh, just kind of wrap up on some things. There were a lot of different injuries and call ups and transactions and, and things that that happened throughout the week. So, I guess let's let's just start with the injuries because a lot of those actually led to some of those transactions. So, uh, first one was uh, Sergio Santos went down with Tommy John surgery. It seems like we cannot find a right-handed guy to either do well or stay healthy. Yeah, uh, it's typical Yankees luck this year, right? I mean, they finally get a guy who maybe looks like he has some promise uh, as being the long guy uh, out of the pen. And uh, he goes down with Tommy John surgery, which has gotten a lot of pitchers this year, obviously. But um, I think Santos's last outing was that bases loaded no out situation yep. against the Marlins and he gets out of it you know I, I feel like Santos did more that inning uh, as a Yankee than Esmo Rogers did in his entire <laughs> I knew that was coming in his entire career <laughs> as a Yankee which spanned you know a season and a half but so that that's some tough news um, for the bullpen 
Yeah, so Santos goes down, and we've had pretty much a string of guys coming up and being sent back down from the minor leagues. Um, a lot of them are right-handed arms. It seems like Girardi's just trying to see what he has with his right-handed relief pitchers, I guess, before the deadline, right? Which is, maybe that's not a bad move to see what you got. Um, although, uh, I am a little skeptical of, uh, you know, some of these guys getting called up and showing their best stuff, you know, immediately, especially when you're a kid. It's kind of a, a tough position to be put in. But um, guys, uh, guys who have been sent down, Martin was sent down. Um, kind of a corresponding move uh, to just you know the right-handed struggles we've had, um, and then uh, the guys who've been pulled up was uh, Jose De Paula, who's been up and back down now. Brian Mitchell, who's been up and back down, and uh, Barawa, who's been up and back down. So I mean, it's it's crazy what 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 Girardi is doing. And I know RJ, you have you have some thoughts on Girardi's management of the of the pen. What do you think about this right-handed situation? Uh, I I want to keep the language. PG, but when I'm talking about Girardi's bullpen management, I don't think I can. Um, like the other day, he put in Barala for his first game as a Yankee. His entire family was there. It was against the Tigers, um, and he had to face the heart of the Tigers lineup. I mean, I understand, you know, you want to – that was today. It was today. Father's it was today. Day too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Happy Father's so, Day. Happy Father's Day to you. Show your dad, you know, what you got. And he comes <laughs> in, and I believe he gave up four runs. Yeah. In um, under an inning, I believe. In under an inning. I mean, I get that. You know, Tanaka was shelled, and you, you know, you want to keep Tanaka. You want to keep your eye on Tanaka since he, you know, was coming back from that um, ligament. But just to throw that poor kid in that situation. I mean, to be fair enough, though, I mean, what, what do you want him to do? Not pitch? Because, you know, his family and his father, everybody's there. He's a local kid. It's, it's. I mean, to me, I would rather be out there and try to show what I got. I mean, you know, to who I'm pitching against is to me irrelevant because, you know, if you're if you're out there for you got to do your job, it doesn't matter who's in front of you. So yeah, I don't know. It was unfortunate, and obviously, I'm sure the kid was nervous as hell. Oh, absolutely. And and to and to bring him up into that, and then to send him down because he gave up four runs on his very first game as a Yankee in front of his entire family is just not fair. Obviously, you're not going to pitch well in that situation. You're nervous. Your your team's down twelve to. I believe it was like twelve to one. At that point, and he got set down just because he gave up like four runs, and he, he's not going to come in and show off. He's not going to be Max Scherzer when he comes in for his first game. You got to give the kid a chance. Yeah. So uh, a couple, a couple more moves. Um, Lindgren is is practically done for the year. He had uh, a, a, a bone spur cleaned out. Yeah, he's undergoing surgery on his left elbow to get a bone spur out, and recovery time is no less than twelve weeks. So he's gone. And then we had Mason Williams, who was uh, who was back down. And Rich, do you, I know you, you had mentioned to me kind of when we were talking before uh, was before we started hitting record was that you know he's had some shoulder injuries that were kind of lingering, and I know he's been running into walls pretty hard as well. Yeah, shoulder injuries are really tough because they never really heal. You kind of have to just deal with them, uh, for, you know, from time to time. You really can't get a break. Um, and I guess Girardi said that uh, his shoulder popped out and back in. Right. Which, yeah. That's what so he said in the post game. Yeah, you need to give that time to heal. Uh, and I guess the only way to do that is to, is to DL him. So hopefully we'll see him in two weeks. Um, but uh, the Yankees, <laughs> they're having some trouble filling in for Ellsbury. It seems like every guy they bring up has gotten hurt so far, uh, starting with Heathcott. Um, now Williams and hopefully Flores sticks, but 
Yeah, and, and you know, one of the, the I think the biggest difference between Heathcott, Williams, and then Flores is is Williams and Heathcott have a little bit more flexibility on the defensive side for Girardi as well. Um, whereas Flores is pretty much a corner outfielder, right? He's not really going to slot in this, uh, in center field. So. You know, look, there's a couple things you can talk about, right? Mason Williams and Heathcott both play defense with reckless abandon, and I love that. I absolutely yeah. love that. The The thing that comes along with that is, you know, potential injuries. You have a higher risk of injuries, obviously. Mason Williams, I think it was either his first game up or, you know, near his first game up when he made that amazing catch against the wall in center field. I mean, I remember him just seeing that replay. How early he looked for the wall was Unbelievable! It was probably ten feet from the the warning track, and then from there, you know, his head was on the ball, and he just uh, just kind of committed to the catch, which was uh, which just just kind of shows how he plays center field. So, um, all right, so we got a bunch of injuries. Uh, other guys coming up: uh, Diego Moreno and uh, Nick Rumblo, both right-handed relief pitchers, uh, were, were brought up. So uh, again, this, these are tryouts, in my opinion, right? Or pretty much, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I had never heard of Diego Moreno until today, <laughs> so it might actually have been an act actual tryout right. from a guy on the street <laughs> you know i've no I, i've never heard of, i've never heard of him before but um yeah. our crack team did a little research though right we found out that he was in the minor leagues for what 10 years seven years what was it it, it was a long time uh, going on i think 2007 was his first year in, in professional baseball so yeah so uh, so he's been a journeyman uh, or through the minors for a, a little bit and this is his first look so and uh yeah and rumbelow is actually you know he's actually a prospect he's 23 right um, he has an era 3.31 this year uh he throws hard i think that's the thing the yankees like you know they like these big arms coming out of the pen and um I think they're just trying to throw names at the wall and see what sticks. Yeah. So uh, we'll see if Rumbelow can stay up for more than 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> so the other, the other core, the other move, uh, the other transaction that we had uh, was actually today, Sunday, which is a big move for a lot of Yankee fans, and I know people are going to be excited about this one. Is Aaron Judge w- uh, is being promoted to AAA, um, and. That's a big move for a couple different reasons. One, obviously, he's moving up in the organization, uh, which means he's one close, one step closer to the Yankees, which I know everybody's waiting for. Everybody's waiting for Judgment Day. They're waiting for the day that that man comes up. Um, but yeah, it puts him in prime position for a September call-up. Yeah, he's so close yet so far away. It's he's right. You know, he's right on the cusp of of making it to the Bronx. That I. I wish it was September already, just so we could see him. Uh, but it's—I mean, it's—it's ex- it's exciting in, in Scranton right now. You got Ref Snyder, obviously still there. Uh, Severino, mm-hmm. um, who we could also see in September, uh, and now Judge. So the guys that we've been hearing about the past couple of years are now, you know, one bus ride away from the stadium. It's—it's it's pretty exciting. Yeah, and that's that's three guys that you mentioned that have been, uh, you know, we've we've been hearing about them for a long time as far as prospects and and you know helping the big club, and now we have three guys who, uh, you know, when those when those rosters expand, you have to expect that you know you know barring injury and and any kind of meltdowns, that those guys are going to be in line for for that call up, which which kind of gives us a very much bolstered, uh, you know, bench I guess late in the season. I think that could really help out. What do you think, RJ? I mean. Are you are you expecting all three of these guys to, to see the uh, the Bronx at some point? I, not all at once, I don't think, because that's not Cash's mo. But I think we'll see. I want to say we'll see at least two of them if we're if we're in the race come August September. We'll see. I think we'll see. Um, 
I, I don't want to say Russ Snyder because this is Stephen Drew love affair is just ridiculous. <laughs> but um, well, we might see Judge um, and um, Severino could be actually one of those guys that might slot in late in the season as a right-handed reliever. Yeah, um, because they yeah that's true, um, and they were. They've been tinkering with it, going back and forth. Now we're going to do six-man rotation. No, we're not going to do six-man rotation. But we're going to do six-man rotation. Come August, September, if you got the chance, you want to. If you're in the race, you want to keep Tanaka healthy so he can go into the postseason and pitch on three days rest if he has to. Going with the six-man rotation can make that very possible. Right. Yeah, I, th- I think that we're going to see two of the three guys this year. I think we'll see uh, Ref Snyder and um, Severino. Um, I think the only way we'll see Judge is if he, you know, comes out just like yeah, guns blazing, proves that he can he can conquer AAA. Um, but I think the Yankees are planning it perfectly where Beltran's contract, yep. you know, the last year of his deal, will coincide yeah. perfectly with uh, Judge's development. So I think 2016 uh, spring training, I think Judge will have a um, a good chance to make the big league team. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I agree with that. All right, cool. So that kind of wraps up our injuries and transactions. We've got a lot of, a lot of pitchers, some new names, um, and, and you know, hopefully these guys can can kind of step up and fill that role that we've been looking for. Uh, but let's uh, let's we'll talk about a Rod 3K. Uh, you know, when we discuss that game, because you know he he did a lot of um, there were a lot of cool things involving a Rod this week that I know we're going to touch on, um, and then Old Timers Day we'll we'll get on that as well. But let's uh, let's talk about some highlights um, uh, from the games. So Monday was a, a loss to the Marlins. We lost 2-1. to one. That was a Tanaka game where he gave up uh, uh, two runs, nine hits uh, through seven innings. He had a great outing. It was kind of wasted. Yeah, his offense wasn't there. It was just hot and cold all season. Man, they were cold. Yeah, and that game was a heartbreaking loss. I mean, that they were on a current losing streak. Uh, the Marlins are awful. <laughs> um, it was one to one. It was a tie game in the seventh inning, and Tanaka. It was a two zero pitch to uh, the shortstop. I think it was Dietrich or the third baseman. Third baseman. Yeah, Mar- yeah, that's right. uh, yeah. It was a two zero pitch, and he he grooves a fastball right down the middle, and he, and uh, Dietrich Dietrich. That's how you pronounce it, I think. Uh, he hits it out to right. Ch. It's a hard ch. Yeah. He he hits it out to right field, and um, it was actually funny because. McCann got on in the ninth, um, and he was pinch run for I think with Brendan Ryan. Yep. Well, whatever doesn't the, matter. The mustache, the, the lone <laughs> remaining mustache. The lone, the lone mustache. Yeah. And A Rod comes up, pinch hit, and he gets a standing ovation. It's probably probably the only ballpark yep. in the world <laughs> uh, on the road. You know, visiting. You know opposing ballpark that A-Rod's going to get a standing ovation in. Uh, obviously, his hometown, Miami. Uh, but it was just, it was pretty funny to see, and uh, I think A-Rod enjoyed it a lot. You could definitely tell he, he enjoyed it. You could see on his face. He actually took a little bit. You know, when he realized what was happening, I think he took... He milked it. Yeah. He did milk it a little bit. You know, yeah. he, he, uh, he took a little bit longer to, to walk up to the plate. But, you know, it just kind of talks about the difference between him and his hometown and other places. You know, a lot of times they don't see the stuff that a lot of other people see. And not to mention, A-Rod does a lot of community work down in Miami as well. So I know they're also grateful because of, you know, what he does for that community too. So 
there was there was there was more than baseball going on. I think with that ovation. Right, and obviously with the uh, with the National League rules, there was no DH, so he didn't play in those games. Right. Um, so he was posting a lot of stuff on social media about uh, charity work and events that he was doing during the day, because um, he really wasn't occupied with. with baseball so much right so i think he knew he had he basically had two days off um so i think the people down there really appreciate his uh his charitable works i think he's, he's really involved heavily with the uh, boys and girls club um in miami so just it was it was nice to see him um get that ovation so a little bit more about a-rod this is probably a good point to talk about it we'll, we'll touch on tuesday's game but we're probably not going to say too much about it because it was a disaster um but <laughs> A-Rod, to this point, uh, you know, we're, we're June 21st, 22nd right now, and <laughs> I mean, I think when we talked early on, when we had that A-Rod episode, Rich, you were on that episode, and I think you and I had, um, I, you know, I didn't, as much as I hadn't, walking into the season, the respect level for me was not there, and my expectations, if you recall, were zero, right? I just, I kind of yeah. came in with no expectations. I, I think at the beginning, I, I expected him to hit, but I around this time, I kind of just kind of expected him to fall off and get tired and get maybe injured or something but to A-Rod's credit he is hitting 282 14 home runs and 40 RBIs on June 21st go it's, ahead he's your boy give him <laughs> let's talk about him it's crazy I mean he's, he's the most exciting player to watch right now every at bat people you know they can't get enough of A-Rod it's just it's it's crazy to see that in 2015 that He's doing what he's doing, and no one expected it. I don't think he even expected it, um, no, and I think that's didn't. that's helped him because he's he's playing with the house's money. Yeah, uh, it's it's <laughs> and, it's awesome. And you can tell that New York and A Rod are kind of back into a love affair where they where they were at another a different point in his career. And you know, I think a lot of the hatred and a lot of the you know the booze from other places is kind of spurring on the Yankee fans, especially in the Bronx, to, to support and embrace this guy this year. I mean, he's really becoming, um, you know, one of the more loved Yankees, I should say. I, I say that tentatively, loved, but he is in Yankee Stadium. I mean, he, he's getting these these crazy ovations. And RJ, you wrote an article this past week that got a lot of, a lot of attention on Twitter and on Facebook um, about kind of an apology to him in, in a letter format. And it was really good. If you have not read it, uh, definitely check it out. It's an awesome article and it, it's a great read. So give us, uh, you know, talk about that and kind of your inspiration for writing that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was he was coming up on three thousand. I think he was at um, two thousand nine hundred ninety nine, and I'm sitting here thinking, what is happening? <laughs> this dude's thirty nine years old. He's had two hip surgeries, sat out pretty much a year and a half, and he's played in sixty four games out of sixty nine this year. And like you said, he's hitting two eighty three with fourteen home runs. I would have thought he would have had fourteen home runs all season. Right, we're, yeah. we're we're still we're still in June, so I'm sitting here thinking about like okay. Uh, I was anti A Rod as anybody you'll possibly find, but on the other side, I'm man enough to admit when I was wrong. I had zero expectations for him coming in. I thought he'd be on the DL by now, mm-hmm. um, maybe on his second trip to the DL even. But I have to respect the fact that he has three thousand hits. That's that's incredible for for any player. So 
I was just I was sitting around thinking, you know, I want to write an article, um, not not a game preview, not a history. I just, you know, I got to get I got to get these thoughts out. So I thought, okay, something funny. What about a letter to Alex Rodriguez, kind of saying, you know, I said some stuff about you, and it wasn't it wasn't nice. It was mean. You did some stuff. I did some stuff. Let's put it in the past. You're having a great year. Um, he's he's second. Uh, ranked second on the team in a lot of categories. Um, he's only behind Ellsbury, I believe, in batting average. Who's yeah. on the DL? So who knows what his batting average would be? He might even be in first if Els was still playing. So I just I got to thinking, and I had to man up and eat humble pie and say, you know, you're doing a great job, and you're surprising me. Keep it up. Yeah, I feel like hating a Rod. You know, being a Yankee fan and and hating a Rod is kind of it's it's old. It's played out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think people are kind of over that because um, it's been he's been here what eleven years. He's the longest tenured Yankee on the team. That's crazy. Yeah. he's been here eleven years. It's it's it, it is. It doesn't it's, feel like that. No, it's yeah. nuts. And he's it's he's done everything right. He comes in, he plays the game, he answers questions, and he goes home. He's not you this, know this year. Yes, this he year. has. Yeah, no, he's not. Absolutely. He's not. He's not the A Rod of old, where you know it's all about him, and you know he's just in. Just he's his, he was his own worst enemy for years. Yeah, but, it, that's right. Because at the same time, you, I wish he he had done this years ago, and I'm sure he does too. Oh yeah, like I, um, I said in my article, I said, dare I say he's acting like Jeter? He's coming in. He's you can tell he's loving being back in the game. He's smiling in at bats. He he talks to opposing catchers every time he comes up. The umpires he talks to talks to the first baseman when he gets on. He's he's having a great time, and it's I wish like you said he did it his whole career. So we'll talk a little more about him when we uh, when we talk about Friday's game uh, when he got that big hit. Um, so let's let's uh, get through the week for a couple of ones. So Tuesday, back to Tuesday, uh, back to the Marlins. We lost twelve to one. And Mr. Avaldi had a little bit of a disaster outing. Uh, two-thirds of an inning, eight runs, nine hits. It was not good. He could not locate pitches. When he did, it was his fastball, and they were just crushing him. So, um, that you know, there just isn't too much to say about that besides the fact that, you know, let's hope hopefully it was just a little blip on the radar for Avaldi, and uh, and he can kind of rebound from that. But, you know, what, what are your thoughts on, on that game quickly on, on that one? Uh, it was an interesting matchup. You had Evaldi versus Phelps. Oh, yeah, that's uh, right. Two guys that were traded for each other. Um, so you, I, I kind of figured this would happen. I, I didn't know who would have had the bad outing going into it, but I figured one guy would try to do too much, you know, to prove, you know, pitch with a chip on his shoulder, and then get just blown out. And it happened to be Evaldi um, through 36 pitches and. Uh, basically just had a warm-up and then got taken out so yeah well, yeah I, I thought the same i thought one of these guys you know uh, chip on their shoulder i thought i honestly thought it'd be phelps because yeah uh, you know just because but i mean good good for phelps he did, he did good then Valdi just imploded yeah oh well that's in the past i forgot about it already because i know he pitched another good game since then so wednesday was a uh, a win two to one pineda gave up one run on one hit, which was a home run in six and two-thirds. Now, there was an interesting uh, dynamic in that game because at that point, uh, he had 100 pitches. Uh, He was through six and two-thirds, and uh, Girardi comes and pulls him out. Uh, right at that uh, that point. Now, do you think this is more because it was a two to one game? It was a competitive game, and uh, you know there was a home run hit, or do you think it was more of a 100 pitch thing? 
I, th- I think it was because he's at 100. Um, I mean, they, they skipped him in the rotation because they want to keep his innings down. So if, if they're going off of that, then obviously they're going to pull him out at 100. You want to keep him, you want to keep him healthy because he's arguably your ace of the staff, right? Yeah, I think that if they're not going to limit his, um, his starts, they're going to limit his pitches uh, to try to help with that. So I think pulling him at 100 was probably the right move. And he had I, he had no hit stuff that game, right? I mean, he was he was mowing he was, guys. He, he, was, he was yeah, he was he no hit. No he was having no hitter. Five, right? Yeah, the sixth inning, I think. Right. Yeah. Um, so I think Girardi was kind of at a a lose. Uh, I mean, not a lose lose situation there, but I really didn't have a problem if he when he, you know that he that he pulled him there. Did he? He kind of did in in a backwards way. He kind of did Girardi a favor, I think, uh, serving up that home run because. Girardi would have pulled him, I believe, at you know close to 100 pitches. I don't think he wasn't getting through that game, whether he had zero hits or not. I don't yeah. think he was going to get through that game. I think Girardi was going to pull him and not pull a Terry Collins. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, I, I think he was coming out no matter what. Um, but yeah. but again, it's good to see him, um, you know, at the stadium pitch well and uh, and get that win. That was when the Marlins came back. So we kind of did a, a split between Miami and New York four game series with the Marlins, um, and that was the the first game back in the Bronx. Uh, so going on to Thursday, we went nine to four. CC pitches, and you know, pitched pretty well. He did he did kind of what CC does. Um, he 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 managed the game. I think he gave up three runs, five hits through six. Um, so you know, CC had a, a, a decent outing, right? I, I think I think he's uh, he he's been a little bit better. A little yeah, bit better. Yeah, I think um, I feel like he's just the workhorse, like he's always been. He's there to you know chew up innings. We we all know he's not you know the CC of old. So he, he did his job. He went in there, you know. Well, he's working. Yeah. He's workhorsing through five innings at least. Yeah, <laughs> he's 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 laboring through five yeah. innings. It seems like every single outing. Yeah, but I feel like he's the one that you know. If you're gonna be like, okay, keep him out there, whatever. He's he's the guy to do that. Chew up those innings. Keep the bullpen fresh. Even yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll I'll take three runs on five hits through six from him every single time. Oh, absolutely. Um, I think that's pretty much all you can ask for him at this. I mean, we've seen. He's shown flashes. I feel. I feel like innings at a time, he'll he'll show flashes of what he could be. Uh, but his problem is uh, consistency. Absolutely. Um, once he becomes consistent, um, I think we can see, um, you know, a much better CC going forward. And coming in for CC, uh, we see uh, Chasen Shreve, who has been probably the most dependable guy out of the bullpen, not named Miller or Batantis. Um, and and you know he comes in, uh, gets a gets the win, uh, works a works an inning, and is now four and one with a one point nine five ERA on the season. So, I mean Shreve and uh, I'd say Wilson, right? Because Wilson came in for uh, Pineda the night before and 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 did well, got through um, the 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 seventh inning uh, for Pineda, and then got another out, I believe, in the eighth. So you know, what are your thoughts on on this on one Shreve, but you know maybe the combo of Shreve and Wilson kind of taking over that. Seven eight spot for um, and helping out with uh, with Miller gone. Yeah, um, I like it a lot. Um, I like Shreve um, a lot. I know Girardi. He loves lefties who can get both lefties and righties out. Um, you know, they're they're not specialist guys, um, so he can bring them in for innings at a time. You know, not they're not in to face one guy. Um, so that gives him a lot of flexibility. Um, and I think the Yankees found a really good pitcher in Shreve in that Carpenter um, Benuelos deal. Right. 
Thank, um, thankfully, I think thanks, that saved they, Cashman's yeah. butt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they got something out of that, right? Yeah. Um, no, but Shrew's been great. He can he can be a long man if you need him to. Um, coming out of the out of the pen uh, as a lefty, obviously, or he can come in for uh, you know in a high leverage situation late in game. So he's earning a lot of trust, I think, uh, with the Yankee fans and uh, Girardi. Absolutely, gotta agree. Um, the kid's been great. I'd like to see him used a little bit more, but you know, I can't complain because when he when he is in there, he's, he does his job. And RJ, you noted some stats from the Marlins series, so why don't you touch on those as well? Uh, yeah, at the end we win. Uh, we split that series, uh, two games. We lost in two games in uh, Miami, one two in the Bronx. Stephen Drew goes zero for ten in that series. Stephen Drew went zero for ten. Stephen Drew went zero for ten. Believe That's it or weird. not. That's weird. That's weird. Yeah. Try to try to contain your shock, but he did that. <laughs> that's, and, not, that's not helping him get to Mendoza. <laughs> and then um, A Rod, who is a DH and you know didn't have many chances to play in those games, he still went uh, four and seven with two RBIs in that series. Yeah, he wanted he wanted three thousand quickly. He wanted it oh, on yeah. the home, he wanted to make sure he did it on the homestand. Absolutely. Which leads us to Friday. Uh, Friday was uh, it was it was a good weekend, I think, overall. Uh, you know, taking two of three from the the Tigers, which I mean, I'm you, you tell me we're taking three of uh, three from the Tigers. I'll, I'll take that all day long. Absolutely. Um, so, but Warren pitches another really good outing: two runs, seven hits through eight innings. I mean, you know, I think early when he was in the rotation, he was uh, having a little bit of trouble uh, ex- extending those starts. You know, he was getting to the fifth and sixth inning and getting and getting into some trouble. But you know, with with a I think maybe his last outing uh, uh, as an exception, he's really been getting deeper into games and he's really relishing in this, in this starting gig. And, uh, you know, he's been doing well. So, you know, kudos to, to uh, Warren for stepping up into a different spot, really, and, and, and taking advantage of it. And then in the very first inning, uh, A-Rod steps up to the plate with 2,999 hits and grooves and just drills a home run <laughs> to get 3,000. Yeah, that was pretty cool. It was cool. I mean, RJ talked before about A Rod acting like Jeter this year, Uh, and that goes for in the clubhouse and also on the field. You know, getting the three thousandth hit as a home run, which is just insane that he even did that on the the very first pitch. That yeah, Verlander he clearly grooved a ninety-five mile an hour heater like knee high. On the outside corner, A. Rod just had to make contact and flick it out the right field. It, um, yeah, it, coming off his coming off his bat, it looked like maybe a shallow pop up, maybe to the track, maybe to the outfield. I was like, "There's no way." Any other player, that's a shallow pop up, but A. Rod, yeah, A. Rod with his with his crazy. powerful just legs just jacked it out. Crazy power to right. Yeah, and, uh, and you know, you kind of mentioned Verlander grooved a fastball, and if you look at the situation, uh, there were there were, I think there were two outs. There was nobody on base. It was the first inning, and I think Verlander, you know, maybe it was a little bit of a tip of the cap to to A. Rod over you know for for something. Maybe I'm reaching reaching on that, but who knows? I think he just gave him a fastball and says, "Here, here's your opportunity." Take it if you will, and he took it and and hit that hit the ball over for three thousand. So got that out of the way fast, which definitely helped him out, I think, and and kind of gave um, the Yankee fans a, a nice little uh, a nice little homestand for 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 A Rod getting three thousand at home. That was that was awesome. I could I could see you making a case for Verlander being like, here you go, you know, 
get it over with. But Aaron had has pretty good numbers off Verlander in his career. Um, going into that game, he was ten for thirty four off of them, including the playoffs. Like and, five home runs, I think, right? And since two thousand twelve, he's six for ten with three homers. Three homers. So he's he's done pretty good off of them. But I can see Verlander being out. Let's get this over with here. Yeah. Take it. Yep. All right. What, so, what'd you guys think of uh, how the how the um, the dugout reacted to it? The Yankees dugout. Uh, so I think the Yankees. I, I, it's kind of a testament to the way A Rod is being received in the clubhouse. Um, I think all the guys were truly, like, genuinely excited for him. You could just kind of see it on their their, their facial expressions. And A Rod gets, you know, a, a great ovation from uh, from the Bronx, from the Yankee Stadium uh, crowd, and. You know, I think overall, everybody's behind him at this point. It's a, yeah. it's crazy. It's a it's crazy, insane. it's a it's crazy tra- uh, transformation. And you know, I, I just, I didn't expect any of this to happen because I didn't expect him to be this productive. But let's be honest, if he wasn't this productive, it wouldn't be happening. The fact is that he's doing everything right and playing well. So when that happens, Yankee fans root for their guys. And right now, he's their their biggest. Their, you know, he's our biggest guy. I feel like we're in the bizarre world. Uh, yeah, he, yeah. When he came up for that for his at bat before three thousand, everybody was on their feet. Everybody had their phones out. They knew they were going to witness something special. He does it. He he comes back. Every every Yankees out of the dugout, high five and hugs. He A Rod picked up McCann and gave, gave him a bear hug. Yep. And just everybody high five him. And he got a curtain call and he He went out and acknowledged, tipped his cap. It's it's incredible. It's it's weird, but in a good way. Michael Kay kind of made a point um, on the broadcast that the Tigers dugout really didn't react uh, to the home run. It was kind of like business as usual, uh, just another 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 hit, another home run uh, in a game. So that was uh, that was kind of telling, I thought. And you know, I, I kind of talked about this last week, and uh, Andrew was asking me when we recorded, you know, how I thought this the, the whole thing was going to go down. And uh, I, to me, it kind of played out similar to what I was what I was thinking it was going to, and I think a lot of people thought this way is that, you know, because of everything and because of everything that happened, this was going to be a nice moment, and 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 that was going to it was going to be a moment for for him, for the Yankee fans, uh, for his family, and then it was going to just kind of stay in that moment, and it wasn't really going to go on too much further, and. You kind of saw that with the, you know, what you were saying and, and how Kay pointed out with the Tigers dugout. You know, some of the guys I think gave a, a tip of the cap uh, at some point, um, but for the, the general overall theme, I think is the opposing players are, aren't just really, they're just really not going to react too much to it. So that's just kind of part for the course for I think what's going to happen this season. Um, but you know, as he stays productive, you know, I think he's going to keep earning more fans day by day. Yeah, the the numbers and the the results kind of quiet a lot of the uh, the critics. I think so. That's that's as long as Arod produces, he'll have no problems with the fans. I think. So one thing, one yeah, thing, yeah. I want, one thing I want to point out when um when he came home, we rounded the bases, and then we came out for his curtain call. He it looked like he he blew a kiss towards behind home. Right. And I was I'm like, who could he possibly be doing that to? His daughters were there. Yeah, his daughters were in the stands. He said that was the closest he was to choking up is when he saw them and blew him a kiss. I thought that was that was really cute. Yeah, it just kind yeah. of shows that he's a real person, right? Father, yeah, Father's Day weekend, his, uh, his his kids are in to watch. So um, and it was it was funny after the game, uh, his his press conference, how he said that he wished that he he uh, he had Jeter's guy in the stands. Oh right. Oh yeah. Uh, to catch to catch the ball because obviously this guy is playing hard to get with it, but. Yeah. I have a feeling he's going to sell the ball. Uh, you know, he's he's kind of just doing that in the beginning, but I have a feeling he's going to sell it. That's my that's my yeah my prediction got, for this dude. 
the guy yeah. that um the guy that sold his um 500th home run ball said this one probably worth about fifty thousand dollars yeah so it's a nice nice chunk of change chunk of change so friday night was a good start to the weekend set and uh back at home and uh with the tigers and coming into saturday i mean saturday was an, another awesome day it was old timers day um i was at that game i was uh i was pretty much there all day long did i mean i did the whole the whole shebang at the stadium. We were, we were kind of testing out some things with uh, with Bronx pinstripes, and I did a a periscope. So I wanted to take um, the the camera into Monument Park, and I did like a, a you know a live periscope. If you guys aren't familiar with periscope, it's a live video feed that you can actually send directly to Twitter, or if you have the app itself, you can look at it on the app. But it's kind of a cool way to um, to interact live. And we had a whole bunch of people from all over the world, which was crazy because uh, you know. I, it goes up on some feed in Periscope as well, but we had a, I mean, there were a lot of people from Brazil in there, like getting their tour of Monument Park, which was, <laughs> which was kind of cool. You know, I was you know, interacting with some of those guys from uh, from Brazil. There were a lot of people from Brazil actually, which was strange. But all right, um, but yeah, so got to do that, and then uh, Old Timers Day. Uh, Willie Randolph gets his uh, his his plaque in uh, Monument Park, um, and you know. Willie, being a New Yorker, uh, you know, has has a lot of ties to New York baseball. Obviously, with the Yankees, you know, was manager with the Mets. So, I mean, he this is this is his town. He's a baseball guy, and you know, I think it's uh, it's awesome that he was recognized. Uh, he was always one of my favorite uh, guys. He was a little bit before my time, but I, I did I always did keep up with his career as far as stats and things like that. So I was uh, he was one of my favorites growing up. And um, it was awesome to see Willie. And his speech was just really good. You know, he took his time with it, which was awesome, and just kind of said his thank yous. And really, you could tell how, how genuinely <coughs> proud and happy he was to be honored like this and how much appreciation he truly has for the New York fan base. So it was really cool to see. Yeah, he that was he, that was completely off the cuff. He said he was just going to go with it, and it was it was a great speech. It was incredible. He got a little choked up at the end, and it was just great to see him back. Yeah, no you, can, doubt. you can you can tell he just he just loves oh, all yeah, the fans. He just loves everything about it. Yeah. And, you know, hopefully he's he's uh, he's back in some capacity with the Yankees. Oh, yeah. he, at the end, he, he he said, "Oh, I just want to take another minute and soak it all in." So he just stood there at yeah. the podium and just you know just soaked it all in. Hey, it was good, great. Good for him. I hope I hope he gets back in baseball somehow, managing. You know, yeah, that, that'd, yeah, that'd be great. He kind of got the short end of the stick with the Mets. I agree. He's, uh, he's definitely... I, I don't I don't really understand why he's not back in baseball as a manager. I mean, he deserves it. He he paid his dues twenty years as a coach with the Yankees. Right. Uh, had success with the Mets. Uh, hopefully, he catches on uh, with some team. Yeah, he, he was definitely he, my favorite third base coach ever too. That that hand did not wave. stop flying. <laughs> yeah, waving him in. Yeah. yeah, he won. Uh, he won six World Series with the team as a player and a coach. Um, I feel like I feel like those teams are kind of forgotten now. Oh, those, oh those, yeah, those late '70s teams. Those are yeah. those are some great teams. Yeah, he 13 years as a player, 10 as a coach. He I don't know how he doesn't captain. have a job. Captain. Yeah, co-captain. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how he's not employed in the MLB, but totally agree. Give Willie a job; he deserves it. Yeah, bring him up. Let's go. <laughs> uh, so the other one, the other su- surprising thing to a lot of people was Mel Stottlemyre got a surprise induction to to Monument Park. Um, Eleven years as a player, ten as a coach, four rings with the Yankees, um, ninety six, and then uh, ninety eight through two thousand. And you know he was always the guy with with Joe. I mean he was he was Tory's guy. Uh, always there with him and you know that was really special I know he's been battling some health issues in the past and you could just tell he was I mean again just just 
just absolute true emotion and appreciation for uh, you know the Yankees and the fans, and it was really good to see uh, you know Mr. Stottlemyre there with his family getting getting that induction. So yeah, it was uh, it was awesome. I, I obviously I missed Old Timers Day. Um, I caught the highlights uh, when I got back. Um, his speech was awesome. I know Pettit. Uh, Andy Pettit was not scheduled to um, right. to go to Old Timers Day, but when he heard that Mel uh, was going to be there, he um, he said that he had to be there to walk him out. Yep, uh, he did. He mound. walked him out. He helped him out there. Yep. Yeah, and Mel, I think he lives in um, Washington uh, near Seattle. So for him to come all the way um, across the country with uh, you know the health issues he's had, um, really happy for him, um, and hopefully he can. Um, come back for another old-timers day uh, and many more down the road no doubt uh overall old-timers day is just a special just a special place to to be if you've never been to an old-timers day i mean 100 uh, percent highly recommend go out there because you know it's so much fun watching all those guys go out they play a couple innings and it's you know they're not they're not playing hard by any means everybody's kind of just having some fun uh but it was it was really cool to see a lot of the uh a lot of the guys back there and kind of reminiscing with you know with the uh the stadium announcers and, and all the highlights of the of the guys coming back so that was a lot of fun it was a it was a great time and then um after obviously after old-timers day the uh, that was a four o'clock. They started a little after four. Um, we had another game with the Tigers, and it uh, it turned out to be a very good game because um, the Yankees' offense got got hot and stayed hot pretty much all day. And you know the the before before I mentioned Mr. Nathan Avaldi had a nice bounce back start. Yeah, um, he threw thirty six pitches in that clunker uh, against Miami. So the Yankees figured. Uh, they just throw him right back out there since he really didn't he really didn't tax himself um, and it helped uh, he was much much more sharp um, and he I think he had one of his best outings um, of the year you know one of the biggest things with Avaldi that I noticed um, uh, on Saturday was he was he was actually making his pitches you know he was hitting locations he was locating other pitches besides his fastball and when he does that with his repertoire and you know the amount the 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 velocity that he has. I mean, he throws 98 to 100 miles an hour with that fastball. But when he's locating and, and you know, he's got his off-speed stuff working, he is filthy. And I know that that's what these guys saw. And that's the potential that they've seen. So, you know, hopefully he can just continue to grow. I've been saying this all season, and I, you know, on the show, that I'm a, a giant potential guy. I love seeing potential. And Evaldi's probably got the most potential, um, you know, or if not one of the most in the rotation. Yeah, I think uh, – no, go ahead. Uh, I think the fact that you know his offense was there for him, they yeah. were up. They were up um, like eight to nothing by the time the fourth inning sold around, came around. So I feel like he was able to settle down and locate his pitches and you know just breathe and not yeah. over and not overthink and not be like oh I just I just threw thirty six pitches in Miami got shelled. So I think his offense being there really helped him. Like you said, just locate his pitches. Yeah, and his his splitter, I feel like, is the key for him because mm-hmm. um, that's a, a pitch he's really tried to develop. Um, I think Larry Rothschild has kind of gotten that across to him um, that you can't just blow a fastball by everybody. Right. Um, you need to have the secondary pitches. So when you're not locating your fastball, maybe on certain days you can go to your – your, uh, your your breaking pitches, your off-speed stuff, and get guys out that way. But um, it was nice to see his outing today, and um, hopefully you can build on it um, in his next start. Yeah, you, yeah. Can, you can ask Jabba about just you can't make a living blowing <laughs> fastball by people. Right. 
So talking about the offense, uh, the offense absolutely supported him. They won 14 to three. But I think yeah, it was the fourth inning. By the fourth inning, Gardner had a triple, a double, and a single, and only needed a home run for the cycle. And uh, he, I think, two he had two or three more opportunities. Um, and you could tell, man, that that swing was getting more uppercut. He was definitely going for it. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, with the with the way the score was, why not? So that was, that was fun to watch. And then Arod, you know, going back, was dating, going back to his, you know, um, turn earlier, back the clock. Turn back the clock for A-Rod, you know, it's a laser out. I mean, that ball got out fast. That was, what, 94 miles an hour on the inside? He drilled the plate, it. I think, yeah, he, he just drilled it on the left field line. Yeah. And, uh, you know, five RBIs. Um, so, you know, A-Rod is just kind of clicking on all cylinders at this point, uh, you know. So hopefully, uh, obviously, he continues and stays healthy. Uh, but a good, good two starts uh, or good two games starting that series. Uh, then we get into uh, today, Sunday, uh, was kind of an unfortunate. Uh, Tanaka got got roughed up a bit, um, gave up a bunch of hits, ten hits through five innings, uh, seven runs. I know Didi had an error, so there was a there was a home run that followed that. Um, it, one thing I hadn't note, uh, mentioned before, but but. Because I just mentioned the error, you know, Didi has been good lately. You know, he, he on Saturday, um, you know, he was hitting the ball hard. He could have had four hits very easily, and he has been a lot better defensively. I think it's unfortunate with the error, but I think overall he's kind of turning a corner um, a little bit. And we're, we're seeing maybe more of the potential of Didi that that you know we can see. You know, what do you, what are you guys thoughts on Didi so far? Uh, yeah, no, I agree. Um, I think coming into Sunday's game, he was hitting uh, two seventy six in June which I think the Yankees would take that, you know, would take a month like that from their shortstop every single time. Right. Um, so I don't know if it's his offense that's helping his defense improve or uh, his play in the field is helping his offense. But whatever it is, he's definitely looked like a much different player than what we've seen um, in April and May. Yeah, and it could just be a settlement time, right? I mean, just maybe it's taken yeah. him just a few more months. I mean, he's never really been a full-time guy. Um, so this is kind of his, you know, his a fresh start for him, and you know maybe he just needed to, to get settled in and kind of you know feel his way around the Bronx a little bit. But yeah, he's definitely uh, doing well. But back to Sunday's game, um, RJ Tanaka gives up seven runs, ten hits, five innings. You know what did you see from Tanaka, and you know what are your thoughts on you know what what happened there? Tanaka seems like he's got he's going to have those games every once in a while where you know he gets roughed up. Um, last time we saw that, I believe, was right before he landed on the DL, not to scare anybody, but I believe he was roughed up right before we found out about the tear in his ligament. And I don't I don't want to say that's what happened today. He was facing a good Tigers lineup, you know that that um, you got Cespedes, uh, V Mark came back, and um, Cabrera's those. You know, three, four, five hitters are just ridiculous. Yeah, and not to it's mention just, J.D. Martinez, who hit three home runs. Yeah, just three long balls. And, I mean, in the Yankee Stadium, you're going to give up home runs. It's, it's a fact. So, And, uh, yeah, uh, just to go off that, I mean, Tanaka's been – he's been so good his last three starts uh, after he came off the DL that – you kind of just look at this one and say it's just one of those one of those starts that every pitcher has, you know, throughout the year. Yeah, uh, you got to expect yeah, it. Right. Yeah. The key for him is the next one. Um, you don't want it to snowball into, you know, then all the questions start coming back about his health, 
Uh, is yeah. his elbow hurting him? Is, is the wrist thing back? So I think his next start, you want to see him um, just get back to where he was before. Um, and I think the big thing for him today, uh, McCann said he was just missing his spots. Um, and if you're going to miss your spots against Miguel Cabrera, J.D. Martinez, Victor Martinez, uh, it's not going to look good. Uh, yeah. And uh, it, it didn't look too good today. Over, next. Overall, overall, Tiger series uh, again, two out of three. I would take it every day. Um, Definitely. But we had some some really good things that come out of that too. I mean, the uh... well, let me let me grab this one. Yeah, okay, me, go ahead. Let's, I'm gonna, I'll serve it up for you. Let's talk about this, these great things that came out. Okay, so Stephen Drew goes six for twelve with two home runs. Those two home runs came today when they were down twelve to one. So good for you, Stephen Drew, for contributing well, when it let, doesn't let me, matter. Let me just let me just point out that. Robinson Cano has two home runs of the entire season. Uh, entire season. <laughs> and Drew hits but, two in a twenty-four in about a three-hour span. In a, so in, a, in a twelve to one game, losing. <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad he decided to contribute to this game. That's but anyway, yeah. I digress. Um, Beltron on going back to Saturday. Um, Beltron homeward from both sides of the plate. Um, the twelfth time he's done that in his career, so he's in third place behind only Nick Swisher and Marcus Teixeira. They've done it thirteen times in their career, which is pretty impressive for an old guy. And, and Beltran's been hitting the ball very well lately. Uh, you know, he's he seems to kind of have his legs under him and, and kind of settling into the summer, uh, if you will, and has been has been definitely hitting the ball uh, a lot better. And, and you know, we're going to need him to be productive. Um, you know, I think he's he's probably uh, earned himself out of the the top four. But you know, him him batting in five six or you know wherever Girardi's slotting him in um, adds a little bit more power right later in the lineup, which has been a, a good thing. Even you know over the past week week and a half, he's been pretty good. Yeah, and just spread out those switch hitters. You know, you're gonna create havoc for the pitchers. You don't know where they're where they're putting those switch hitters in the lineup every day because Girardi's gonna you know mix it up every day. Yeah, and Beltran's so key uh, to the lineup. Uh, he hit. He was awful in April. I think mm-hmm. he hit under 200, or he hit around 200 in April. Um, and then in May, he hit around 300. Um, and then in June, he kind of cooled back off. So hopefully now he's starting to go back on the upward. Uh, on the upwards of things, but for them to be successful in square runs, he's he's real important. If they can get, you know, May May type Beltran success, uh, results out of him, I think they'll be in good shape. Maybe maybe he's t- uh, doing that uh, gluten free diet that Texas is doing. Yeah, right. yeah maybe, right. The maybe entire Texas is getting everybody on the on the bandwagon. Gluten free. The entire organization should go gluten free. They have to. <laughs> Just based off of Texas results. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So that kind of wraps up our our week. You know, we had a, a good week. Just kind of recapping a split with the Marlins. Uh, had a had an awesome. Um, Old Timers Day on Saturday took two or three uh, from Detroit. Um, a Rod 3K. So a lot of news. We have probably we have what three, four new arms in the bullpen. So up for their trial run. Um, you know, hopefully uh, they don't get sent back down and, and they some a couple people settle back in. Um, but yeah, overall, I mean, it was a, a good week of baseball. Hopefully we can kind of keep it up. Um, you know, moving into this uh, this this next week because I'll tell you what, the AL East is getting <coughs> bunchier and bunchier and closer. And everybody but not named uh, the Boston Red Sox. Not named the Red Sox is is kind of uh, you know right there for for the for the taking. So you know I think that's going to continue the rest of the season. We're going to see a lot of uh, of bunching in the in the standings. But um, you know hopefully we can continue this because I think the talent could really take us there. But again, 
Guys, thanks so much for filling in. Um, I know Andrew will be back next week. Rich, RJ, thank you guys very much. Really, uh, it was fun having you guys on, and we'll definitely have you back, um, uh, back on soon. Yeah, it was fun. Thanks, man. All right, so Bronx Faithful, we will uh, see you guys next week. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you then. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to the Bronx Pinstripe Show. Make sure you find us on iTunes and subscribe so you can get all new episodes directly onto your phone. If you do like the show, we'd love for you to take a minute and give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. It really helps us out and allows us to create more shows. We're on Twitter at Bronx Pinstripes and the same on Facebook. You can always find us there talking Yankee baseball. Thanks again, guys, for your support. Really appreciate it, and go Yankees. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.